Yo, what's up? This is your boy Joey Burnham, and this is another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to discuss the bad boys of the industry at the top of the show. But right now, man, you just came back from Florida, man. Let's talk that shit. Give yeah. a warm up in before we move into the show. Yeah, it's, it's your it's your boy Fred Freeze. You know we here, we back. You know I, I had to go out and luxuriate for a moment, cause that's what everybody luxuriate. should do. Everybody should go out and luxuriate. They got to get their luxuries on. Cause that's what life is. Life is too short. You got to get your luxuries on. You got to go out here. It's the simple things, man. It's the simple things. You know it ain't Jay Z ain't the only motherfucker. That, but I wasn't on no jet ski, so y'all ain't gonna do no none of that stuff that happened with Jay Z. It's gonna happen with me. Everybody remember that situation with the helmet. Yeah, shit. With the hel- what, what happened? Well, basically, Jay Z was on a jet ski, looking like awkward. Yeah. See, when you, it's like, and that's the sad thing about being famous. Like, you know, people go get them pictures of you, and you can at them awkward moments, so they catch you at the awkward moments, so they call Jay Z at one of these awkward moments. Jay Z being a bunch of awkward moments. I mean, but that, but that dude be chilling. He got so much money, it don't even matter. You know, he gotta, you know, he gotta respond. You just sit up there chilling. Now, I'm going to tell you something that, that caught my eye while I was on vacation, you know, because I had to still kind of relax and look at my some ratchetness for, for fun and for, for humor. I did not realize, and this is on hip hop, that since we're going to talk about bad boys, I didn't realize that Papoose and Joey Crack had some kind of a situation last year. You didn't know that? I was, I'm out the loop on that. I thought they had some kind of... They had a physical altercation at which cast that Joey Crack said he gave him a case of the beats. And, and, I, and Joey I'm Crack said that. he beat the man ass. Oh, oh man. He said, he said, man, he caught the beats, Miss Jones. He was on Miss Jones' radio show explaining it. And I, and I love... That's what I love about Joe, like, like, like uh, a fat Joe. I love that dude because he is so, like, he just street. That dude is just street. Yeah. And like you know, like I, said, I ain't trying to say that I'm big up in street stuff and violence, but I, when somebody's just who they are, yeah. When you mess up with Joey Crack, you know y'all gonna have to fight. Y'all gonna have a discussion. Like him and Pun were going to hunt people down. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, it wasn't a game. That and run trains. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Like so, so basically, him and his fam and everybody downstairs eating dinner at the hotel where Papoose is staying. After they didn't got on the radio saying all kinds of crazy stuff out the way, Joe goes up. He knocks on every door because he knows the tour is there. Right? It's him and three dudes. Right? He gets in the room. We finally get to where what's called it is, and at this point. Like he asked, like, does he, is there a problem? Like, Papoose jumps over something and gets behind something, right? His man steps in the way, like, and before, trying to hide away from Joe. Yeah, like, and so at this point, his man steps in and tries to kind of like shield him for what's going on. <laughs> He's like, and I feel sorry for that man, man. He caught the beats. Who said that? <laughs> Joe. Joe. So who who who? He said he gave him the case of the beats and said that. So who, so who did the ass whooping? Joe. Yes. Joey Crack beat yeah, Joey up Papoose. Cr- yeah. Oh, he beat up Papoose and the other dude. And, and there, there will be there will be no people. Ass. There will be a lot of people ass. And, and this is three dudes and they're entourage around. The people ass is getting whooped. And the bad thing is Gucci man and them are around when all this is happening. And Gucci and them just sitting in there like, yeah, Gucci. It's all Gucci. I was like Gucci, like man, I'm going to jail, man. I can't be, I can't be, I can't be around now. <laughs> so so it's, this is true. I feel yes. bad for my nigga Papoose. Oh man, well, yeah, I think Papoose is not a big dude at the end of the day. Um, but can and, he? Can he be? 
It was, was it a one on one fight? Yeah, man, with Joe, you know, because that's all Joe wants. Like Joe, so you, Joe wants to box people. So you think Joe, or you know? I don't know for certain, but I'm gonna go and put it on Joe because I know that Joe is one of them type of dudes that he gonna tell you, let's step outside. You know what I'm saying? He would, he old school on that. He like let's lay some up. Like, exactly. He want to do like, hey, let's step outside. So I give Joey Crack the benefit of the doubt and all of the love in the world because this is a dude that comes see you. So I got to give him nothing but respect on that. So Joe gets my respect of the week just because of the fact that beat up my uh, one of my favorite rappers, Papu. And I, I ain't happy about that. And like I said, <laughs> yes, she is. I had to confirm a lot of that, but the way he said it and the fact he said he called a case of the beast. <laughs> And what interview was this? Uh, Miss Jones. Miss Jones. Like so, because basically, Papoose and Sugar Hill chick, right? Yeah, because um, basically what occurred is, um, Papoose and I guess his wife had went on the radio, which is kind of crazy that all of this happened because you got to think about Remy Ma was just coming down off the fact that she was on All the Way Up on the All the Way Up remix, and Joe had you know, you know, I thought she was still kind of with Terror Squad. Yeah, I thought they was cool, and I I don't know was it. All. I'm Seems sure like she's caught in the middle. Yeah, and I think it, it may have been all squashed by now. I had to go check. See, that's how behind I was on it because I didn't know what had happened. It was just one of those situations that popped up in my feed. And you said that the ass whooping happened when? Last year, 2017. Well, it, it could be. And it's it like could be and it and squashed it's, since then. Yeah. I know he made they made diss songs toward each other, or I should say, I heard Papoose dissing Joe. Yeah. I, they 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 have a, a tumultuous fucking uh, bad history. Okay, okay. Cause like you ain't never heard that song with Papoose's dissing Fat Joe. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I can't remember the song, but I know he said how Fat Joe has a cut on the back of his neck. Yeah. So that means you was running away from the fight. He said it in rhyme form. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's what he meant. I'm just like, okay, all right, well. At the end of the day, I'm going to tell you. Because wasn't Joe beefing with uh, Triple Sace as well? Joe been beefing with a lot of folks, but I think so. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but Joe and Triple Sace got into some shit, and Triple Sace cut Joe on the back of his neck. And see, I don't know I could be wrong. I have to check into that. I could be spouting bullshit. Because the thing with Triple Sace is he's one of those artists I don't really know a lot about because he's not like really... Big time. The nigga was nice. He was nice, but you know, it's, it's I had to. I gotta look that up because I'm not really. I can't see him. To me, particular. to me, Triple Sace was was big pun. You could say big pun was Nas. Triple Sace was AZ. Okay. The rapper that is good who don't get the credit, even though yeah. he wasn't as good as Pun. Yeah. You know, I think AZ was as good as Nas, just bar for bar. But, and I may I may be making some kind of crazy parallel, but. Triple Sace was that nigga under pun that didn't get the respect that he should have. And, and it was like, well, to my Terror Squad, low key, to be when you look at it, man, they were so gangster with theirs and so so raw and street with theirs that really people look at uh Death Row and how they were beating people up and stuff. And to be honest with you, Terror Squad, man, them dudes were like, they were a minute away. I mean, I'm talking about they were they got into a big fight with Jay-Z and them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a whole lot of it's, shit. It's a whole lot of that. Man, that's a whole lot of grimy stuff there. But it's I a had whole to lot give, of grimy shit. I, I have, but I I gave Joey, Joey Crack that because of the fact that, number one, he gave me a new new phrase for my lexicon. Like... The beats. Yes, the beats. He <laughs> gave him a case of the beats. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because after the whole thing with Cuban Links, 
and you know him and Cuban, Cuban Links fighting outside and all this other stuff. At that point, I said, okay, Fat Joe is a legitimate dude. That's a dude that like he actually fights. You know what I'm saying? He's not. A, he's the type of dude to come see you. So I got. I give him all the props in the world. He's not one of these like talkers or whatever like that. I mean, I hate. I hate the fact that that could end badly, and I don't want to see anything happen to him. Cause you know I like what he does a lot of times. Cause he's like he's an authentic MC type. Guy. He tries, you know, he tries to. He's with the digging in the crates type thing. He can go back and do that, and he still he does the kind of music that'll do crossover stuff that you know you won't feel bad listening to like all the way up and stuff. He still he keeps that hip hop element in there. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. He'll do some pop stuff, but it'll have the hip hop feel to it. You feel me? So he, he does that. He does that crossover type music. I wish he was able to do like that album. That I can say is his classic. I don't think he's gonna ever do that. I don't think he. It, yeah. It'd be nice if he did. I, yeah. What I like about Fat Joe is he likes to make music. Yes, he does. I, and like, I really see likes, that in it. He likes. Yeah. He likes his boom bap. He likes other forms of music, but I don't really see him. His, see the the way people separate rap is good rap and bad rap. Yep. Hip hop and non hip hop. Boom bap and eight oh eight. People separate hip hop. East Coast, West Coast, the South, Midwest. Fat Joe likes to make music in general. When Joe steps in the studio, I don't sense from the way his music is made, I don't sense that he wants to make a specific sound. I get the feeling that he just wants to make a hot track. Like he's really into the art of being an industry artist. Yep. And a lot of times I frown upon that because a lot of industry artists are soulless. They churn out cookie cutter music. But he is really into the art of being an industry rapper and making music that everybody can listen to and that everybody from no matter what coast you come from can fuck with. Yep. And he does that well because Joe was one of the first niggas to really sound and emulate and embrace the South. One of the first niggas from the East Coast. Yes, he was. He was one of the first yep. niggas. Yep. yep. Make it rain was 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 like a big hit. Make it rain. That was a big hit. Yep. I think Lil Wayne. Yeah, Lil Wayne was on that. Make it rain. Make it rain. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was dope. Make it rain had a Southern sound. Um. He had songs with Lil John. He was one of the first East Coast niggas to embrace this South shit. Yep. And um. Niggas didn't like it at first because niggas was like, hey, you biting the South, you imitating the South. Nigga, you from the East Coast. Why don't you hold down that East Coast sound? Man, that nigga Joe does it all. He'll make an East Coast song and make a, 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 a West Coast song. He just likes to make music. And he's done it. And the funny thing is he has a track record of making these like radio charting hits. Like yeah. Fat, <laughs> Fat Joe just pop up with a hit. Out of like nowhere. A, out of nowhere. Like Lean Back and like last year's All the Way Up. You know what I'm saying? And he'll do it for he'll do it for this uh generation. He'll do it for a generation. Cause like you gotta look at it. That had French Montana on it, aka the macaroni with the cheese. That nigga does that, man. Fat Joe is that dude. He's that he dude. He likes making He likes things. making and he like I said, he's so authentic. He's thorough. He's he's backed by digging in the crates. You know what I'm saying? Like he got with some showing funny Mike Tyson stories. Oh man, I can imagine. And like I said, but this dude and and he about like I said, he about that boxing life. He'll come hey. Anytime, like I said, a lot of you guys nowadays, they do a lot of talking. <laughs> but the funny thing is, they won't do what they said they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to get to any kind of violence, but I'm like, would y'all stop acting like this? Just stop. It's, it's not important because y'all ain't, you know, it's not, you know it ain't important, dog. 
is, is y'all making me tired. But you do something with Fat Joe and them, they show up. Which again, it's not always good. I don't really appreciate. You know, I'm like, come on, bro. I don't want to see nobody well, get he's shot. Street nigga. Yeah, he shows up, and I was like, you you got all this money, bro. You got you, you living life, man. I, I understand you living by your words, but I, you know, I I just don't want to see it go bad. But I mean, I understand when he you, is. When you, when you come from the streets, you ain't even got to be no thugged out ass nigga like that. But when you grow up with street morals, yeah, you may or may not be deep in the streets. But if you just get a whiff of street morals just a little bit, that shit sticks to you. And it's hard to shake that shit off when you get in professional settings yep. or industry settings. Yes. It's, you know, it, that's a problem I got. I'm not like the biggest street dude. I'm not, I'm not out here thugging. Number one, I'm too old. And when I was young enough to do it, I wasn't doing it. I'm just not that nigga. Yeah, but it's certain street morals that I have about myself and, you know, fighting and you know, throwing the fair one is is like a reasonable option for a nigga like me under certain circumstances. But you got to shed that shit at some point, though. You know, think about where he's come from, from Flojo yeah. and Jealous One Still Envy and Jealous One's Envy. That's the one before yeah, that. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Doing music with DJ Honda and shit. Yes. Yeah, I, Man, that nigga Fat Joe. And he's that independent hustle, too? He's Fat Joe. Yeah. I, I'll say this. Fat Joe ain't gonna get credit, but if you look at his numbers, what he's accomplished, the people he introduced to the game, yep. DJ Khaled, Pun, yep. Um, I'm forgetting important names, like, but the things that he's done in rap, he's kind of like the E40 of the East Coast to me. He is the E40 of the without, East Coast without the slang, because he don't really put the slang out there. But in his independent hustle. Is consistent because E40 is consistent. That's why I'm talking about his independent hustle level. Because you got to think about it Terror Squad is one of those labels or one of those imprints that has lasted the test of time. And he's been there with them the whole time when they Seems since like they formed. The That's what I'm saying. And they and he's been quietly dropping product. You know, he'll get a hit here and there. You look at 40, 40 just got a Grammy. That's a good you know, comparison. and that's like, the like East Coast E4. Yeah, and on the hustle tip. Now, you know, I know some spotter come in like, oh, yeah, slang. I'm like, no, I'm not talking about the slang. Yeah, the I'm not talking about tip. the style. Longevity, longevity, staying in your lane. With the young niggas. Staying in your lane. And he does it from his lane. And he does it from his lane. I, I was going to yeah. say this. I was going to say he won't get this credit for whatever fucking reason. But the nigga, if you just look at his stats, his numbers, and what he's done for the game and who he's brought in the game, the nigga's a legend. Oh yeah, yes, Joey Crane. The nigga got legendary numbers. Yeah, he's got. He numbers. ain't gonna be mentioned among the Jay Zs and Nas's. Yeah, yeah, because he's in the he's a, he's an underground dude. He's un, he's one of those, he's he's what everybody would want. Everybody who ever want, dreamed of owning their own label, they they being a Fat Joe ain't a bad thing to be. You know what I'm saying? You got a, you got enough notoriety. Every album goes uh, gold, gold or something like. And if it don't. Big deal. You still got that hot single, and you got a catalog of hot singles that you can probably eat on forever. Plus the discovery of the fact that you got that whole catalog. You feel me? Plus, you know what I'm saying? Because he's probably done his book of business right, so he may probably got his most of his back catalog in place. So you know what I'm saying? When you did all that, man, what else do you need to do? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. And, was that nigga, man. and not, I have to not, shout out to him. Not one of my favorite rappers. No, nah, you know I'm not. You know I'm not on him on that level. Even though the nigga can rap his ass off, yep. But he's he he ain't one of my favorite rappers, but he's one of my favorite people. 
one of my favorite storytellers and one of my favorite hip hop moguls business. Because the niggas are mogul. Again, that's something else he won't get credit for, but the niggas are mogul. Yep. He is. He is. And like I said, you know, again, the, the man the man reminded me that I shouldn't speak of the ruckus. And he gave me something new for my lexicon with the beats. Yeah. The he basketball tournaments he used to yes, uh, yes. him and his team. He said, better yet, my, I might not need to speak about the ruckus. You know, like I said. Yeah, him and uh, Jay-Z's basketball teams went uh, against each other. Exactly. In like the heyday. Yep. Or that street ball. Uh-huh. Shit. Uh-huh. So, See, you know what I'm saying? That's how it is. You had Rockefeller versus Terror Squad. Come on, man. Come on, man. They don't understand. The, 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 these dudes on Def Jam. On Def Jam. came out and played yeah. with the nigga and shit. Yeah, man. That was. These dudes on Def Jam. Um. Uh, what you call it on that video game? Vendetta. Yeah. Yeah. That game always blew my mind. Oh, like, they talking about making another one, by like, the way. How many rappers can you name that was in that uh, Vendetta game? Man, I can't even I know Ludacris, Method Man, Ghostface. Fat Joe was there. Fat Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he was a monster, too. Fat Joe hell. was there, man. Fat Joe, you had to hit, hit that dude. Rhymes was you had to hit that dude with a car. Fat Def Joe. Jam Vendetta. 50 Cent had his video game. Yeah. Sand, Blood in the Sand, I believe the name yeah. of it was. Yeah. Which wasn't a bad game. That, nope. that shit wasn't a bad game. Like That's it crazy. was a low key sleeper good game. Wow, which is crazy. Speaking of moguls, that's another nigga hustling they, ass nigga. And they don't get along. And, and what you call it? What, what you call it? What's put hands on Fifty to this day? Man, Fifty don't get along with no goddamn man. But see, that's his character. And like he said, like Fat Joe said, he'll never get Fifty because Fifty is like always surrounded by security, and they know that. Fifty like and see, Fifty Fifty plays it wise. He came in messing with everybody. He know if I mess with everybody, somebody gonna get me. So it's like I, I can't, I can't. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be fighting all the time if I mess with everybody, cause you know I got that whole situation with the street dude. You know I got all this. I can't, I can't just go out here and mess with everybody. Somebody's gonna be like, somebody gonna fuck me up. Yeah, yeah that nigga keeps security and pistols. He, he a goon though. I've, I've heard a lot of. Oh yeah, yeah a lot sure. of people say that Fifty Cent is a is an industry goon. Yes. Now the, the serious goon is Ghostface Killer. I mean, before we get to bad boys in the industry, we can scroll right into that. But yeah, uh, the Ghostface Killer is the serious. It's the it's the real like people gotta understand. Ghostface is not to be played with, man. That dude's some serious business. So I gotta give him respect. Dicking down Oprah. Yeah, hey, I'm telling you, he he told him R&B dick is on Thursday. <laughs> R&B dick. Yeah, on Thursday. R&B dick. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. That dude is a, that dude's a monster, man. Look up the Miss Jones interview, the Joe uh, Joe Joe Crack. Uh, what her fine ass? And I, I ain't seen her in there. She obviously she picked up weight, but she can still get that dick slid off her. Yeah, we understand, Professor Nasty has for real, baby. It's for real, sugar head is so lovely. That was my yes, shit. Sipping bubbly. That 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 was a time, man. That a uh, hardcore street MC could go platinum. Yep. That shit just don't happen no more. That's true. It just don't. That like, shit just don't. I, I was talking to my mom about this shit. Of all people to have this conversation with, I was talking to my mom. And me and my mom both agreed that in the 90s, like 94 to 98, hell, you can, you can talk about the 80s too, but we were talking about the 90s. Yep. How real, you got rewarded for real hip hop. Well, because you're still connected. Did you're, you have your bullshit? I say bullshit, but, but let me know, not be disrespectful. Had, yeah, me, everybody had dance. Yeah. Did you have other forms of music that were celebrated? Yeah. Yeah. But it was not uncommon. You had more Kendricks back then than now. 
Yeah. You had more J. Coles back then than now. And that type of music was more celebrated. There was even a time in hip hop when A&Rs used to look at you like, you don't know how to rap? Why should I sign you? Now, motherfuckers is like, oh, you're not making boom bap music? Come right on in. That's who we want. Like, the standard is so different. The standard is flipped upside down, man. So Well, because it's not no longer, like I said, what's on the radio right now is dance music. And it's... The funny thing is, like I said, you know, I did do cross, I do hit training, like cross training and all this other stuff. I need to get back to that shit myself. When I'm sitting up there listening, when you're in there and they're playing different kinds of music, there's two types. Like my son goes to a CrossFit class and they'll be playing boom bap and whatever to warm up. But when it's time to get into it, they're, they're starting to play the dance stuff and it's all notice how I notice how it's all mixed together so they can go from it takes two to make a thing go right to whatever's going on at the moment like you know what I'm saying something by Kendrick or whatever you know or even one of these lesser you know these guys who like you know uh, I got Roz in Atlanta you know Panda you know all of that stuff plays in there because it's music that the people just move into and they mixing it in with all this other stuff and I'm talking about they mixing it in with all kinds of dance music it's, it's, it has and it's dance, place, it's, and that's it it's like it's the dance stuff and like I said there's music just straight for the strip club like I mean you know like I tell people I don't expect a girl to be shaking her butt to a thesis I really don't but then at the same time I need a place for that thesis my biggest argument was the fact that I never understood people that want the radio station play club music in the middle of the day i'm like when i'm driving around in the middle of the day i really don't want to listen to club music i might want to listen to some vibing music or some music just that get me around well, you know what i'm saying something but everybody's different see what i'm saying so i guess and that's why streaming has changed a lot of stuff because everybody gets to listen to what they want to you see what i'm saying so you don't got to sit down and listen to whatever but i, I mean just like you know being from being in chicago or detroit you got people listening to house in the middle of the day and i'm like what you know what I'm saying? I'm like, now when it's club time, when it's getting close to club time, I expected all that Panda and, uh, you know, whatever's popping right now on the radio. I expected all that to be, you know, be played because it's time. It's, you know what? You know, you finna go to it. You finna go to the girls gonna be like putting on their high heels that's so high that they gonna, you know, they can't walk and and have on like uh, skin tight, skin tight with skin tight on it. You know what I'm saying? And be like, why you looking at me? Uh, but you bucket. Uh, you know, that type of thing. Um, so it's that type of thing. Um, it's on me, baby. Yeah, see, that that's that's that song that's stuck in my fucking head. Like that's that's one he's of the songs. He's got an earworm. I'm a I'm a fucking I'm just a hip hop purist, man. And sometimes I can find myself shitting on anything that's not boom bap. Sometimes, sometimes. And I gotta I gotta catch myself because like you just said, all that shit has its place and who's to say that it isn't art. I got my own preferences. I would rather listen to your Sky Zoos and your J. Coles and Kendricks and your, your Nazis and L's eyes and um, um and Locksmiths, which we're gonna talk about in a yep. few. I would rather rather listen to that shit. But I will admit, when I was clubbing. I was in a mood to hear some booty shaking shit. Not that I was going to shake my booty, but I was in a mood to hear some more upbeat, ignorant shit because I was in the club doing ignorant shit. Yeah. So it has its place, man, and it can all be enjoyed in its spaces. And um, speaking of ignorant shit. Oh, yeah, it's time. 
for the bad boys of the industry. You want to crack this thing off with Dame Dash? Do you think he was wrong for what he did when he, uh, was it Lee Daniels? He yes. confronted Lee Daniels at some kind of event. What event was that? Was it a church or something? Oh, no, no, no. It was a, a music award. Yeah, uh, it was a music I, award. No, actually, actually it wasn't. Give me the rundown. No, actually, it wasn't that. Um, so this was a while back, and it was one of the, uh, hold on, let me, I'm going to give you the exact award in a second while okay. we're setting everything up. But, um, you Dame know. Dame Dash being Dame Dash. Well, to be honest with you, Dame Dash was in the right in this one. Hell yeah, you know he was saying? in the right. You know, because like he. Uh, um, Owed him two million, right? Yeah, exactly. And basically, he set, um, he set Lee Daniels up to actually get where he is today. He's one of the guys who put, you know what I'm saying, you know, invested in him. Yeah, Dame Dash said, you know, I'll give you two million to make this movie. Shit, yeah. pay me back when you can. Yeah. And how much time passed? Like 10 years or something? Like what Well, the, 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 what happened was the first movie they did, you know, they made the money back. And Dame was waiting on his money because he was going to go and do another film. Right? But Lee Daniels was working on another film that the, the woodsman that became critically acclaimed. Um, yeah. And... It didn't do well because and that's the movie that he fronted him the two million the, for exactly the exactly and well that's the that's the that's the you know that's from the first movie like that that two million was floating between two movies oh, the first okay. movie they made the money back so Dame could have took his money and walked away but Lee said hey buddy let it ride because I got this other film that I'm trying to get funded and then I think oh. it'll make even more money and I can give your money back. And so, and, and the guys aren't funded for me. But the problem is with the Woodsman, though it was critically acclaimed, it was about a pedophile or something like that. And it just didn't, it, it did well critically. But it was one of those, but you know. box art, office and money yeah, wise. Exactly. It was one of those art movies that really just didn't do what it was supposed to do. You know, Whatever it was, some award so, show, that nigga Dame Dash was like, you owe me this two million. Hey, shit! I need to get that. Yeah. And Dane wasn't playing no games. He wasn't being nice. He didn't say it in any uncertain terms. He came to him like any street nigga would, cause he's a street nigga. And said, "Where my money?" Man? And say, "Where my motherfucking money?" And you can see Lee Daniels' face. Like he was righteous indignation. <laughs> righteous indignation. He's like, like, "Oh my!" Like, calm down, Dane. Uh, I'll give you. Shut the fuck up. I want my goddamn money. See, I gave, I did the right thing by you. Now do the right thing by me and give me my goddamn money. Dame, we're in an award show right now. Can we talk about this outside? Well, I ain't hand you my goddamn money outside. <laughs> That's it. When I gave you my goddamn money, you can I can I can I have my money or am I gonna have to go about it a different way? I get like I can I don't know what Dame said. They said it was at a Diana Ross Hollywood Bowl show. Oh shit. Uh Diana Ross Hollywood who? Bowl. Hollywood at the, at the Hollywood Bowl. That nigga Dame said, wherever I see you is where I'm gonna greet you. you know, wherever you stand, that's 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 where the We're gonna shit have to gonna have that conversation off. right here and there. This that that's where the shit gonna pop off. Yeah, it's like on it's on site. That's what on site means, on y'all. Site. If y'all if y'all wonder what that means, like uh Dame Dash just gave you a great example of on site. Dame Dash is a bad boy, man, and I um I agree with him. Yes. He yeah. should he he should have did that. I, I'll say this though, I am surprised that Dame Dash gave him the money the way he gave it to him. Yeah. Because from what I understand, Dame gave it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, Dame Dash gave him the money on some good faith, 
I'm a street nigga, so your word is your word type of deal. Yeah. Him being a businessman and a successful businessman at that, I'm surprised Dame Dash didn't put some paperwork in front of him and say, sign this, here goes the money. If I don't get it back by this time, then you owe me more. You know, I'm surprised there wasn't a piece of paper with all kind of rules and stipulations put in place that he threw at that nigga Lee Daniels. He he didn't do that from what I understand. Am yeah. I right or wrong? Oh no, you're correct. You're 100 percent So correct. that's the street nigga. He did shit in a street nigga manner. Yeah. And as much as I champion and stand behind Dane, I can kind of say what you expect. Well, the thing is, well, the key is there's a lot of money that floats around, like as angel investor money in this industry. And the thing is... So you're saying that's normal? Well, see, here's the problem. He, I feel like he should have had paperwork and understanding, especially with that kind of money, because now he's going to sue him because it's still a large enough money that you can you can sue, right? It's still, it's still a, a large enough amount of money that you can go ahead, that you can sue over. But now he's got to go through this process. And the, the issue with Lee Daniels is, like I was telling somebody, everything is movie to movie, Right? So it's like now Lee Daniels to get this money back for him that he's lost on one movie, he's going to have to either come out of his personal money or get somebody to fund it to get it back. Because honestly, it's not like people, the way movies work is almost like you're an angel investor. You're putting money into something. You got that kind What's of money. What's an angel investor? An angel investor is somebody that say believes in your business, believes in your idea. So they put money into it knowing they could lose their shirt and hell you just lost your shirt there is no recoup for that you just out here in these streets in a in a roundabout way now if they have an overall understanding that i took the move, money from this last movie i said give me my money so i can do my movie that the dame was working on and Lee said, let me get through with this one. I, this, I think it's going to be big. It'll be great. Ride with me. Dame, the first one worked. It made money. Let's do it again. Dame said, okay. So he doubled down on the table with Lee Daniels. And the movie was critically acclaimed. It was great. It was it was part of which that put Lee's career up. But it just didn't. It didn't do what it needed to do financially. Money. Exactly. So that was almost an art piece film. And if you're a person who's an opulent person who has that kind of money to say that I did that and you'd like to see your name on there and be the opulent guy who you know funds independent film ideas, that would be a win. You see what I'm saying? And maybe you package it and you get these TV royalties over the years off of the woodsman doing whatever. But that's not the case. Dame expected his money back and Lee Daniels, in a way, he knows better I still feel like Dame should have had, if he ain't got the paperwork done, I'm not going to say what he has or don't have done because I'm thinking that Dame may be businessman enough to at least been the gave him something. But my argument is that type of thing is kind of like if you don't got the paperwork on him, you can still sue, but it's going to be, everything's going to be, the way that industry is set up, I just feel like it's going to be kind of whatever. And Lee Daniels just needs to do the right thing because somebody has built your career. And it he seems you like he wants career. to. I mean, I don't know. But I mean, you don't. His side of the bruh, story, bro. You can't put no down payment on that. You got man. If okay, if the movie flop, be like, Dame, don't worry. I'm gonna still take care of you because you got me in here. They're putting me on something else. Soon as you get that first check, you need to be shooting Dame some money, and you need to keep that money coming until it makes two million. In fact, here's two million, 
and two million five hundred thousand. That's that's I gave you interest because you did this for me. I wouldn't be here right now without you. So if I'm yeah, getting two million dollars, I need to make sure I need to put that cost in my next movie. Call it a Dame Dash cost. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You got to make people up. You got to make people thankful they helped you. Exactly. You can't make people regret helping you. Like, yeah. every time I owe a debt or any time I owe a debt, which a lot of times I don't owe debts because I don't like to pay people. I don't I don't like paying people back, not because I'm stingy, but because I don't like having to, having to you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a... So anyway, but when I do owe somebody, not only do I not only do I give it back in a timely fashion, but I don't make motherfuckers regret having my back. Yeah. I want people to understand that first of all, Joe ain't about to come to me for no help. But if he does, he gonna give it back when he say he gonna give it back. Yeah, exactly. He going he's going to keep me informed throughout the whole process. Now you just said something right there. That's some key shit. That's you just said something right there. That, 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 you just said this. And again, this go. This ain't. I was gonna say this goes back to street nigga rules, but this is life. Rule. This is life rule. This is this is common etiquette. This is for common good money. human human beings. Lee Daniels trying to play them Hollywood games. He's trying to play. He's playing Dame Dash like he's one of those big money angel investors who sit off somewhere on an island. And it's you and know the money don't hurt him. And money don't hurt him. It's just it was just a write off out of his. Uh, you know whatever you call it art fund like i wanted to fund the idea of this up and coming chap he created this film called black rose yes and it's you know it's like you know whatever man it's like these guys are like uh uh-uh. uh you can't treat nobody like that you know how you came up you came up how you came up lee so pay the man his money i mean i i, I end on that note pay the man his money Pay what you owe before Joe, Joey Crack shows up and give you a case and of the beats. beats on your <laughs> ass. Exactly. You get a case of the beats. And, uh, on the behalf of Damon Dash. Yes. Oh, so, really? uh, <laughs> exactly. These beats were brought to you by J- Jamie Foxx, man. Tell me about this Jamie Foxx shit. Well, now, this has been settled, I believe. I think it was kind of out of the way. But some lady, you know, because now we're in the middle of this movement where everybody's past is coming back to haunt them. Anytime you've done anything like, you know, like now that everything's digital, and if you've done anything yeah. hurtful in the past, it really can come out. Because and what, what I'm hearing, it, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. My bad to cut you off, but correct me if I'm wrong. What I'm hearing, Jamie Foxx was throwing one of his famous parties, yes, either at his house or at a place he rented. Yeah, but he was throwing one of his little shindigs, and a woman was sitting down in a chair. Yep, and he um asked her for fellatio. Yes. And she refused. That's what I'm saying. And that's when he striked her. He struck her. Yes. With his penis. Take that. You can. Just like one of those fancy glove slaps. Exactly. He slapped her in the face. With How about you, ma'am? And and we're making light of it. I'm pretty sure that she didn't like it. This is allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly. And it's, it just tells you how I'm weird say Hollywood alleged. gets yes. sometimes. But... How long ago was it? The exact number of years, I don't know, but it's been a good long while. You That's why I'm like talking double about. Did. You can say at least eight to I'm, ten years I'm ago. I'm going to say right? at least ten. Because the way I look, because the thing Not is... Not that we want to guess, but... Yeah, I, don't, I hate to guesstimate, but the thing is, like I said, it's like well, I was, now that everything is kind of coming out that people did in the past and, and it can really hurt them moving forward. But this, I think, has been put away. 
is almost just hearsay because you know Jamie Foxx has a new Spawn movie coming up. Um, now, I'm not as, I'm not excited um, about him being me neither. Uh, the because, movie may be good, but I you know there's I didn't see him as Spawn. Uh, and, and and the fact that his new black talent, I feel like I feel like Todd McFarlane. I feel like that was the only black guy he thought of. Maybe or the only black guy that showed up. I don't. Or, know. or that too. Yeah. Or and that, I love that, Todd and I, and I and I would love to see a movie. Yeah, but so with that being said, I they've cleared him, or I think that's all been kind of settled, you know, of it. But just the notion of that and how that just popped up, it was just like mind numbing. Like I said, I you know, I just couldn't understand. Like I couldn't get the logistics of it. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I know the I know famous people tend to get leeway on stuff that they, the uh, the average citizen don't. But I'm just like. You, I mean, what kind of party was this? You know, is this was? I mean, I you know, I, I'm a normal I'll guy. I'll tell you what kind of party. It's a, yes, yes. I know. I, I'm getting the feeling. It was an infamous. Yes. Low down and dirty. <laughs> yes, yes. Exciting. Yes. Crazy, sex-filled bunga bunga party. Yes, I've, man, I've been waiting. Bunga bunga. Yes, exactly. And y'all gotta look that up. Bunga bunga is serious. It's a bunga bunga party. So bunga bunga island. <laughs> yes, yes. Bunga bunga. Yes. So I and that's exactly. Michelangelo was trying to tell you niggas about it, nigga. Yeah. Cowabunga. Exactly. <laughs> He's all about that bunga bunga. Yeah. Life. It sounds like a bunga bunga party. He gonna be slapping women with his dick. And it, man, because I'm just, I'm still trying to figure out. You know, I understand that sometimes substances are abused at these parties. So I'll say that kindly. But I'm just like, bro, I, I just don't see how that happened. But luckily, I think all of that got squashed the last time I checked. I yeah, think. Uh, yeah. I think that I'm um, hearing the same shit too. That is, it's a wrap. It's old news. Yeah, it is, and I, it's just the fact that that type of stuff. You know, I think it's good that people are being able to kind of talk about issues that happen to them, and I think it's good that um, some stuff has come to light when people are truly living with trauma and dealing with stuff like that. Um, I think, uh, but some of the, you know, some things like this is stuff you got to kind of look sideways at. Like what? You know, it's all this shit is popping up because of the whole Me Too movement. Yeah, which, like I said, that's a positive thing because you actually, you know, you know, the Me Too movement. And I really don't want to be insensitive when I say this, and I'm not trying to be, but the Me Too movement has a good and a bad side to it. The good side of the Me Too movement is the obvious side where you get you get at these people and these sexual predators and deviants. That's the good side of the Me Too movement that all these women are banding together because they have power in numbers and they're fighting against these sexual tyrannical motherfuckers that's the good side of the me too movement i support that but there's another side of the me too movement where you have females throwing false accusations like um chris hardwick the comedian chris hardwick he hosted talking dead and um little brother album the minstrel show like the white man that you heard yes yes doing the little um tv show yeah 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 Yeah, he was the voice on the minstrel show the tv announcer on the minstrel show that's what chris hardwick was um his girlfriend falsely accused him, allegedly falsely accused him of being a fucking sexual monster toward her in their old relationship. They broke up. And then she comes out with these false accusations and his fucking career was just in limbo. He got taken off of TV shows. His comedy tour dates and schedules were snatched away. And 
so much shit. He lost a lot, and his reputation was on the line, all because a slighted girlfriend was mad that he's moved on and he's married and he's got his thing popping off. And it seems like she just spit all over his fucking name with this false bullshit. Well, see, the problem is with all of that is the fact that, you know, some women are taking advantage of the situation, which makes it bad for yeah, the victim. Yeah, taking advantage of the situation. That, 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 that's what I'm saying, because that's bad for the victim as well. That's bad you know, for the victims. That's, that's the victims, the people who are like really suffering really from this. You know, so it's because that's equally bad. That's men and women. Men and women. Because women ain't the only victims. Exactly. I just so, think women come out more. Exactly. So I think that's Terry that's the Cruz, yep. one dude that came out. Exactly. And so that's why I said I think that's the biggest issue that we're facing. And I think that something's got to be done about people who are like, I don't want people to be afraid to come forward, but I think it's people. Uh, we need to do something about people who are trying to weaponize this, and we, we we're trying to get to some justice for people who need it. So I don't want to take away people's chance to get justice because somebody else wants to use it the wrong kind of way. And that's going to be a tough thing. That's going to be a tough needle to thread. It always is because that's always a situation. And people need to interview more who they deal with in life because a lot of people know they're dealing with somebody who is a little bit left of center when they're, uh, you know, in their uh, intimate relationships. Yeah, and Charlemagne, he had a 2001 sexual assault case that was closed. DNA already proved that he didn't come in contact with the shit, but yet the shit pops back up. It popped back up this year uh-huh. and went away again, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, but see, the problem is... What can you tell me about that, if anything? Well, the thing is, like, a young lady went to a party uh, that Charlemagne was having back in the day when he was uh, still in South Carolina or whatever like yeah. that. Uh, Charlemagne had always tried to have a relationship with this lady or whatever like that, according to the lady. Uh, and you know he gave them something, and they supposed to have been like all tipsy and stuff. Allegedly, like allegedly, supposedly, and they're underage at the time. Now, my issue with a lot of this is the fact that here's the situation: if his DNA is not on the person, what if something else happened at the party? How quickly was this taken? Whatever. What if somebody else got involved with somebody with with them at the party, and you just kind of putting it on Charlemagne? Because Charlemagne is there. It's Charlemagne. It's Charlemagne. Or, or you thought it was Charlemagne because you was unconscious, and it was somebody else, and he he doesn't have a clue of it, or does he have a clue of it, and he just not talking about it because one of his homeboys jumped in. So I'm saying, so we don't really know what occurred in that situation, but we know there's not enough evidence to tie him to it. And, yeah, that's all we know. And I'm definitely claimed, not and, trying and to condemn that, her. Yeah. Or anybody, I don't know shit. Yeah, and 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 the situation with her is like, cause she was talking about she ain't asking for no money or nothing like that from the situation. She just want to close you in the situation. So I don't know. Like again, all of this stuff is kind of hard to say when you're dealing with individuals like this. But when people start doing the, the the big takeaway, people is unconscious people. You don't need to be fucking with unconscious people. Man, I wonder what's up with that nigga Nelly, man. I know Nelly uh, had some shit spring up on him too. Wow, what what happened with Nelly? Oh no, that that got coupled with Nelly, for real. Because that was that thing that happened a while back, where that young lady said that he had did something or something that occurred, right? And then like he, if if it is what I think it is, and and Nelly said that he didn't do anything, well, that groupie on the road or whatever said that he had uh, attacked her or something. Inform me, Fred. Well, if it's what I'm uninformed at. Well, see, the only Nelly story I've heard of, beside the fact that he owes back taxes and he got caught, I think trying to. He had some drugs or something like that 
in an airport somewhere or some weirdness. That that's some ignorant stuff that I that we can't get into. I mean, you I mean, you had that thick ass Ashante, and this is what you do with your life. Um, I guess you had so many of them, it just doesn't matter. You know, I mean, you 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 famously put slid the credit card and charged it to the game. But uh, this guy, well, they said that some lady said that he had attacked her while on tour. Now he's married and stuff now, so he's like attacked her while she was on tour. Attack and, like a sexual assault. Yeah, attack, well, yeah, like rape. Face well, no, rape, like type thing. Okay. And he vehemently denied it, so he came forth and denied it out the gate, and it was proven that he didn't. So he was and good. That's the bad side well, see, of the, the Me Too movement. Well, see, the good if thing about him to connect that with the Me Too movement well, in the first place. The good thing about him is he did something like I tell people not not guilty people obviously can do because they have they know there's nothing to tie them. They're like, look, bro, I didn't do anything. So he actually came out and immediately was like, whatever, and he was exonerated. Uh, and I guess the last one we, we were looking at was none other than Chris Brown. Christopher Brown. That dude is really having a breakdown. He's having like one of those. I forgot all about Chris Brown. What, what's going on with this? Uh, well, it's another violent incident with a young lady uh, surfaced supposedly uh, in, the, in the last couple months. And you know he's been all in the media because of that. And you know after watching what happened with that the young dude extension and people like that who suffer from violence in their past and they can't get away from it and it kind of eventually just go ahead and takes you down. It's kind of scary when you look at Chris people like Chris Brown because it's just like one of those type of things. It's like some people just don't know how to get away. You feel me? From it, they need to go get help. Like, cause when I saw Chris, it's in your head. It's in your head. Cause the, the truth about Chris is this dude, even when he went out and started professing blood and doing all, I was like, dude, you R and B single. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I mean, why are you doing this? You don't get no more value from this. I mean, yeah, you could play that whole I'm a street R and B dude, but that does that's not really gonna give you any more cred. Like, cause the street dudes gonna play you anyway. If they girls is playing you, and if you make a hard song, they gonna just play you anyway. Cause street dudes be listening to R and B. I don't listen to R and B, but they they do. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I don't listen to that kind of R and B. So I fuck Chris Brown. He makes good music. So I, you know, I, I just don't. I don't listen to that. I'm, I'm a, not that I'm a street nigga. I'm a classic. I'm a classic R and B type of dude. So, but my thing is, Frederick is too good for that. Type. Yes, I am. I only listen to R and B while listening to my, while wearing my ascot <laughs> and making love. Yes. Yes. That's what I call it. Moments in love. <laughs> That's what R&B music is meant for. Moments in love. Yes, yeah. That, what, what's that? Um, who did that song? That, that is called Moments in Love. Dang. You I know that, no it was played back in the day. That. That song. That's the name of that goddamn yeah, song. Uh-huh. Moments. I never knew the name of that song. I just knew and it was an instrumental. Yeah. That that sexy ass intro, yeah, instrumental that, 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 that one you can that you eat put pussy on. to. Oh yes, that's the one. You eat pussy and kiss to that. You use you make mouth love with that when you use your mouth to please a woman to that song. Yes. Bonga bonga. Yes. See this 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 is Professor Nasty. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's the. Um, when you play that song, you kissing her from head to toe, you're I, sucking titties, you 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 you're kissing the small of her back. Now you, I'm gonna have to look that up. Nigga, but, dick getting hard in this motherfucker. <laughs> bonga bonga. <laughs> That's bonga bonga party. That nigga Fred looking at me like, man, you better cut that bullshit out while I'm in this goddamn studio with you, boy. I gotta, I gotta find it. Now I gotta find that song. But, but yeah, that's. I, yeah, I'm Chris concerned. Brown, man. He um. Yeah. 
being an artist is good for Chris Brown because if he had a regular nine to five, he'll be fucked up. Oh yes, he that type of shit he does does not fly in the professional world. It does not at all. You can get away with that shit when you're a celebrity, when you when you're an artist, when when you don't have to conduct yourself um, professionally twenty four seven. Exactly. But you know he needs help. You know he needs help. I think he has anger issues. He has problems with controlling himself and being compulsive. Um, I think he has acceptance issues because he wants to be accepted by gangs and shit. I think he's a I think he's a good nigga with a good heart, but his head is just in the wrong place. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast?